And we're back. Season three, URC Unloaded. How was that, Shanks? Good energy? Or That's good. good. It was good. That it was, was good. Like the, it's like the URC me. advert at the moment. That was me trying to bring League in the world. <laughs> yeah. We'll get back to that. We are back. Uh, I'm the host. First time of the season. Season three. Shanks, you haven't had us cancelled yet, which is, uh, well, it's time for that. Yeah, I'm the host tonight. Um, and we're back. Same crew. Wales legend, Tom Shanklin. Ireland legend Stephen Ferris. Gents, how are you? I know we've seen each other, but give us a, a quick review of the last five months, if you can. Been that long, is it? It has been. Wow. Um, it's been good, John. It's been good. Um, I've been able to get away on a family holiday, which I absolutely love. Um, <laughs> love, love going, you go love going away with three kids. Uh, no, mm. I, went somewhere, I went somewhere now. It's a couple of years ago. I went somewhere horrible this year. Nice. Um, uh, no, no, I don't camp. But enjoyed the World Cup, mate. Enjoyed watching the World Cup. So that's been keeping us, um, that's been giving us our rugby fix over the last couple of months. And it's good to be back. It's great to be back. You bet, you bet. Stevie, what about you? You've been busy. You've been very busy, actually. I've seen a lot of corporate. Jeez, oh, you know what it's like, John. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's been a busy couple of months, but very enjoyable. I'm five kgs lighter. Tom Shanklin is five kgs heavier. Um, so not as much time spent on the golf course as I would have liked. But uh, yeah, it was a great weekend of URC rugby, and of course we've got the the rugby world cup final this weekend. So it's just never ending with the rugby, and it's absolutely flat out as always. Nice. John, how are you being, John? You've been busy. You've been like thanks, a, thanks for you've been an expert for all of different countries because obviously it. Scotland went out early. I've got out, so I've got to be good at something else. Um, <laughs> I've been busy. Thank you, Tom. I've been busy. Um, yeah, mate, it's been good. I don't know what I've done for five months, but let's keep it professional. Um, we're going to keep it the same as last year. Uh, we've got our first coach of the season, and not we're going to start right at the top. We've got Munster head coach, the champions coach. Graham Rowntree, Graham, how are you? Hi, lads. How you getting on? Good. I, I've had a very busy five months because we've had a, a very long pre-season. It's felt like five years and it's been <laughs> great. It was great to get up and running at the weekend and, and play a game. Genuinely, now, what what have you done for five months? Because that's a crazy length of pre-season to keep things fresh or interesting or... Good question. Good question. What have we done? Um, no, we, we planned it well from the start. The key thing was having plenty of breaks, time off. So we got three on, one off, uh, four on, one off. Um, work the lads hard. And obviously everyone's a bit thin on the deck uh, with lads away in the World Cup. And we've had to bring through some youngsters. And um, some have come through quicker than others. But in that regard, it's been brilliant just seeing the, the, these young men flourish. Graham, Graham. Just, sorry, sorry, I was going to say, can we just, oh, go, can we just go back to back? It's, I know we have not caught up with anyone since five months ago. Um, can you give us a little review of the celebrations? We saw some of the guys coming in uh, back into the, the hotel and back off the planes uh, after the final. How was it? And how long did it go on for? Um, it went on for a few days. Uh, the lads dragged it on uh, more than I could take, that's for sure. Now we had a, a nice um, exit from the hotel um, on the Sunday morning. Uh, I'm not sure the lads will remember it. Then we had a homecoming, we had a homecoming on the Monday. We had 10,000 people turn up at Toman Park for a very emotional homecoming in the sun. And it, it was it was brilliant. And I dragged the trophy out of a pub in the middle of Limerick at 11.30 that night, uh, thinking, I need to get this trophy home, safekeeping. <laughs> just about keeping it together at that point. Um, and I got, I, I got a taxi home, and I was just putting the key in the door. And the taxi driver reminded me the trophies in the boot. So, so much for the safety. <laughs> Nearly lost day one, lads. True story. Uh, but the lads, they, the lads cracked on for a few days after that. Who are the lads you're wary of? So, if, you know, you, you let them go out. They're on a night out. And then the following morning, you're just thinking, right, I hope he's behaved. Or but the team manager's not texting me through something that's gone on. Well, just the Irish ones, basically, mate. <laughs> Um, no, they 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 were, they were good lads. They were quite they were quite sensible. Um, although Dermot Barron was in his full kit in the middle of Limerick oh, I love for that. about two days, stopping bystanders, begging them for selfies with him. Um, but no, we, we had a good time. It was a long time ago. Well, it was a long time ago. 
did you have the full squad out with you? The whole monster squad. Did everyone travel out, or was it just the the, the match twenty three? Uh, we we took we took thirty lads out, um, and the usual um, dignitary, so to speak. I was very lucky. My a lot of my 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 family, apart from my younger son, were all out there. Special memories, you know, special monster. We travel well. Um, I remember the scenes. Uh, I don't know if you remember it, Shanks turning into the stadium, the last uh, the last road outside the stadium in Cape Town. It was, it was like Toman Park. There's a sea of red there. Um, we're spoilt with our traveling support lads, but you know, an emotional time. I interviewed someone that had come all the way from, I don't know where it was, like Thailand, and he had to get a boat from Thailand from an island. On He had to get then a taxi, then an Uber, then a ferry. Honestly, he was just, he was mad, but he, the effort he'd gone to, to be there for that final was just, it was incredible. There's loads of them stories, the people, the, the, the journeys, the, the routes some guys had took, because it was all very last minute, obviously. And yeah. We had a good few thousand there. Um, and we had a good night with them afterwards, put it that way. Wayne, tell us, just go back to the week before the final. Um, John and I commentated on the semi-final against Leinster. And genuinely, it was one of the best games of rugby that I've been able to work on. It was just so tense. The emotions were so high. What was it like after getting that? Go into a final, the emotions, and, and, and get your players to almost have to, have to go again, have to back it up. Is that one of the trickiest things for a coach or were you guaranteed that the boys would pitch up on the same note? I knew emotionally um, that that was a massive, a massive game for us. That Obviously, it's been well documented. Leinster did not have a lot of household names on the field, but we all know the strength of that club and, and they, they had a very good team on the field. But I was just... I was really pleased. I was, we stuck to our guns, you know. We kept the ball on the field. We kept playing, you know, that lead up to Crowley's drop goal. Um, some key things happened there in terms of us being us, keeping the ball on the field, offloading from our own goal line, accuracy. I mean, I think it was six offloads in, in that passage of play. You know, we made more offloads than anyone, anyone had that season in that game, in a pressure game. That's us sticking to, the, sticking to our guns. Um you know, we had a 6-2 bench and the likes of Keith Hill's not played a lot. We played 80 minutes for us, uh, which is vital when you go 6-2. So that, it was a big, it was a big moment for us, but it was very suddenly, I think Pete said it afterwards, in fact, I'm not thinking, I know Pete said it afterwards in the dressing room, Steve, this can't be a final. We've got to go again. And it was actually two weeks. It was two oh, weeks because yeah. we had to play the final uh, the week after. So it was two weeks Um that we had to wait for the final. Yeah, and what a final it was, Wig. It was, it was incredible. Do you know I mean, what? I was I was worried. Um, I was worried at the start of the game. I knew we'd prepped well, and we had some real momentum. And I'd, I'd used the expression, we were battle-hardened. That was our sixth game on the road, for one reason or another. And we were battle-hardened as a squad. We weren't able to use a load of players, and we, we really tapped into that daily. We got to we got to play the game and the morning of the game. You saw what the pitch was like, Shanks, and and the whole atmosphere. It was incredible. The music, mm. the crowd that that was in there, and I was thinking, this this is a bit of a circus. This this is some occasion. This this is going to be hard for us. And the surface wasn't great. That had a monster truck. That's right. Monster truck rally a few weeks before, and I'm no groundsman, but that is not good for a pitch. See, <laughs> <laughs> so had that. To contend with and i was thinking i remember thinking in one moment this is going to be hard this today we were up against it today but there but we had a good start and then we just hung on yeah and the plus the plus was that it was easy to get out after because all the south african fans just shot off and it was just it was just a corner of red which was amazing to see yeah. and hear it was yeah, that was a special occasion we we could have been further away at half time i don't know if you remember gav coombs had a try disallowed allegedly crawling and it, it said his momentum was stopped and he reached again. I thought it was a bloody good try if I'm honest with you. That, that, that would have changed the complexion of the second half uh, but they came back in the third quarter but again we stuck to our guns. John Hodnett scored in the 76th minute after we'd kept the ball, lost the ball, kept the ball, lost the ball for three minutes um, but that that's kind of sums up where a game's got to, just staying in the moment. I was just going to ask, obviously, the start to the season last year, 
wasn't perfect and you have goals at the start of the season and um you don't really know where you are and we've seen that this week with the first round of games so you think you're in a great spot and some teams aren't and everyone thinks they're in a great spot until they've played a game really did you guys have a goal last year at the start of the season um and was it you know you, you can say it was to win it was to win every game but it felt like after three matches Munster had been written off um this time last year we were heading into round seven and we'd lost five games and we're, we're certainly up against it John we hadn't established any goals as such we had established we were going to change how we were playing with the new coaching staff and we had to just stick to our guns and we struggled if I look back at it, changed quite a lot. Probably wouldn't have changed as much in hindsight. I had three weeks. The pre-season was pretty tight. The three weeks to bring in a new coaching team and bed a new way of playing and improve the way we were training. We had to get fitter, skills under pressure. And it took time. Um, but luckily for me, I could see what was coming through. And by the way, when we lost in early rounds, you only just beat us. And to a point, you could say we actually ran out of time in a couple of games where we were coming back. But I could see the green shoots coming through. And you just got to keep the belief. Just something that you touched on there about being battle-hardened and about being on the road. Would Do you think the same thing could possibly apply to South Africa in the Rugby World Cup final because of the way their games have been staged? And do you think... Would you be tipping South Africa to win the Rugby World Cup final this weekend? Or what's your thoughts on, on how the game might pan out? That's some tangent from the URC. That's <laughs> He loves That's, his ruggers. We, we've quickly gone there. We've quickly gone there. Um, they've come through some titanic battles, haven't they, South Africa? Yeah. But you'd have to think that squad and the belief they've got in that squad, um, I don't think their energy... Uh, their determination will diminish at all. It's going to be some final, but there's been a lot spoke about them. They maybe emotionally and physically being tired, but if you're going to get your, get your game up and get yourselves up for one more game after what you've been through, the mountains they've climbed, it's going to be this game, isn't it? Knowing a few of the personnel in that squad, that's how they'll be approaching it. Why not? Yeah, Wig, we'll bring you back to the here and now. Um, start of the season, good win. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at your first block of seven games in the URC. It's, I reckon you're going to do six out of seven, maybe seven out of seven. I mean, well, do you I'll look past that? Who's going to beat them? Who's going to beat them, Shanks? Go on. There is Leinster away, which is going to, undoubtedly going to be a tough game. Sorry about it that, always Rick. is. But do you, are you just looking at the first block and seeing where you are then come December? Is that as far yeah, as you look? Or Tell me what you see when you look at me as a coach. What, how am I going to answer that question? Uh, you f you figured it all out and you know the next four years of where months. Yeah. Next game. We've got a massive game on the road this Sunday, Treviso. That's not an easy mm. place to go. It, they'll pretty much have all their Italian contingent coming back with a point to prove. We're the only team that beat them there last year. That's honestly, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't think any further ahead than that. Then we've got the Dragons in Cork. Then we've got to go to Ulster. You know, game by game, managing the squad, getting better, getting better. I've got to bring lads back in from World Cup uh, duties within within the next few weeks as well. But honestly, the next game is all I think about. Any, any ideas when you'll get the guys back yet? They have a mandatory three weeks, John. Is that right? Well, the, the, the minimum, sorry, the earliest I can get lads back is for round four uh, up in Ulster. And then the rest of it, you know, some guys are going to need more. Bollocks. <laughs> so we're coming back for Ulster. <laughs> some, some guys will need more break than others, Steve. You know, Pete, Tiger, yeah. Murr, they'll need more break than Craig Casey and Jeremy Lockman, Jack Crowley, for example. But, you know, the earliest they can come back is round four. That's across the provinces. We've taken up uh, a couple of minutes extra of your time. Uh, thank, thanks for coming on. And genuinely, we watched it, like Stevie says, we watched... The semi is one of the best games. We watch a lot of rugby, obviously, and we see some average games. That was sensational. And the final as well was superb. So we're not spoken since then. So well done for that. And we'll look forward to keen-eyeing you this year. And hopefully we'll catch you up soon. Cheers, that's my Cheers, Cheers. Look after yourself, Luke. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah. Always a good speaker. Yeah. Always a good speaker. Like <laughs> He speaks and you listen to what he's got to say.
You don't sort of yeah. go on your phone. You're just concentrating on what he yeah. says. It's interesting, though. And I know a lot of coaches say, oh, it's, it's next game, it's next game. And you never really believe them. Like when the players talk about it, you don't. But with him, you sort of do. Maybe, maybe that is as simple as it is. Maybe it is just the next game. Because I look to their next six games and they've got a good run. They've got a good run. They, they've got a couple of nice games at home. They've got a couple of games away. It's not like, say, the Scarlets, who have got some terrible fixtures. It's it's a it's a friendly start, I think, to Munster's season. Sorry, Seagull. So with with Monster, I think he's absolutely right about just the next game. But it's the strength and conditioning, it's the backroom staff, it's the video analysis. Like they're the ones that are looking ahead to the next three, four, five weeks. So um, yeah, I think you know Monster are going to be a really tough outfit to beat this year, and cracking games last season. And you know they've got a good man at the helm. Um, to keep things ticking along and like I was part of the, the conversations last year like like you two boys were talking about Monster and talking about Graham Roundtree about how long he could possibly stay in the Monster job because they were under so much pressure so you know you got to give him a huge amount of credit for firstly turning things around and secondly going on to achieve a trophy which Monster haven't had in, in, in a long time so no it's good to see him going well Should we talk about that game then? Good start. It was um, again. I think they're going to have a target on their back this year, aren't they? And they watched that game, and pretty pretty comfortable, really. They look slick. The tries they scored. Uh, interesting seeing Carberry back. Almost a forgotten man of Irish rugby. Yeah, um, him uh, and uh, I've forgotten his name. Oh, my nightmare. And oh, no, sorry, Andrew Conway. Like two lads that have been injured. Um, Joey Carberry's broken his hand. He's um, been out with an ankle injury and hasn't really got a run of games. And then, of course, Jack Crowley comes along. Then Ben Healy sort of finishes the season for, for Monster. And, like, before you know it, lads, he was, he was second in the Irish kind of system behind Johnny Sexton played against the All Blacks what four or five years ago in that big win in Chicago and now he, he finds himself well you know with Ben Healy gone you know probably second in, in Munster and it's a real credit to him to kick off the URC season with the man of the match performance and Andrew Conway who's, who's had a dreadful run of injuries you know he's on the wing and, and you know brilliant to see him back but it's just refreshing to see Munster playing with the ball in hand and as Graham Roundtree touched on last uh, or on the interview there about the offloading game, keeping it alive. Everybody feels like they, they want to get the ball. Um, but, you know, they conceded 21 points at the weekend against Sharks and that's an area of their game they're going to want to tighten up. But no, it's, they're, they're a great side to watch and a superb home record. So I, I think they're going to be up there challenging once again. They were good um, in the red zone. So inside 22, they come away with a lot of points. Um, it was really high. I can't remember what it was, but they had a lot of entries. But every time they came away with something which was good, and discipline was good as well. I, th I think five penalties they might have given away. That's incredible. And we'll speak about it in a bit, but the Dragons gave away 18. That's a massive difference. You, you, yeah. how, how could you give it? Like anything under 10, I always think. Anything under 10 penalties, golden. That's what you aim for. I was going to say on your point in the red zone, they, um, I think watching them last year was a little bit confusing. Like they were stuck between two different styles of play. And they actually, there was, I think it was the Conway try uh, in the corner. They, you can, uh, maybe a couple of years, they just keep going, pick and go, pick and go, pick and go. And just they've added a bit of uh, nuance and, a bit, you know, that slight evolution to how they attack. So I, I thought they were brilliant. Um, it's interesting, just going back to the Carberry stuff. It feels like he's way down the pecking order. It did certainly last year. I, I, I don't know if you guys agree with this, and I don't know Graham Roundtree that well, but he seems like the kind of bloke that he doesn't care about reputations. He's going to pick you. And if you're playing well, especially as a, a non-Irish person there, he's going to pick the best team. He's going to pick the guys that are playing well. And it feels like the World Cup's maybe come at a good time for Carberry. Mm, if, yeah, if, I, I, saw the, I saw the team, Munster versus Hollywood Bet Sharks. Like, it's a new name. <laughs> Just chuck that in there this season. If you 
If you were going to use a brand before your name, what would you use? <laughs> That's a good question. That'd be one for next week, maybe. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, I'd. Uh, Man- Manscape. Manscape. I'd, be... <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be like MS, MS Tom Shanklin or something like that. Safe. Turkey Safe. Teeth Shanklin. <laughs> Turkey Hair Fez. Yes. It's time for that. Oh, Hollywood Bet Sharks. Just rolls off the time, doesn't it? Um, right, we'll move on then. We'll move on. We chat a lot about Munster. There was obviously a lot of other games. Connett. Ospreys, um, I'm going to give my opinion, and I, and I don't want to get too down on the Welsh side because they've got guys to come back. It looks like it might be a long season for the regions because I thought Connor were great, but there was a <clears> bit <throat> of a lack of bite to the Ospreys. I thought, like, how easy were the tries from Connor? Like, Blade yeah. scores a hat trick before 50 minutes. The defense was really poor making bad decisions. There's just seemed to be a lot of space out there. They weren't covering the space. They weren't covering the inside. And to be fair, the try from Keelan Giles just before halftime really helped. And it's a really good one-on-one. He gets on the outside. He's electric in a little bit of space like that. But it was just non-existent defence, I thought, from the Ospreys in the first half. But they get themselves back into it. And they get themselves, I think it's 27-19, back into the game with two tries in their second half and all of a sudden momentum is with the Ospreys and you think well hold on now they might be able to offer Connor a close game but then straight after the second try the first one was from um Reuben Morgan Williams nice ball inside because Jack Walsh came on for the Ospreys I thought it made quite a big difference in attack but James Ratty then scores after so there's an eight point difference then so they claw themselves back in but then they give a stupid penalty away from holding on. Luke Morgan makes a tackle, doesn't release. Connor kicked a touch. And then Ford, like there's no way he should be scoring a try just off the back of a line-out, slicing through the defence five metres out. And then the game was lost. It was too much scoreline for the Ospreys to come back. So disappointing from them. They produced a good second half, but, mate, the damage was done in that first 40. Do you see, do you see much different you see much different, obviously, change of change of coaching set up there. See any difference to how they're playing? Can you clearly see it? Pitch as well. Yeah. Change yeah. of pitch. Yeah. No, no, it's not. I thought it was 4G. I thought they were going to 4G. Yeah, well, that was there last year. Yeah, yes, yeah. How was that? I've just tested. Well yeah. done, fast. <laughs> I, I, yeah, then I realized that's Thank an absolute bollocks. I was like, yeah, you're right, Shanks. No, you're not. That's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, Scott Fardy's in there. Um, former Lencer man, uh, Ozzy, he's now in the coaching setup of Connor. I think it's been pretty evident throughout the whole game. And you touched on how bad Osprey's defense was, but like, go through all the games. And like, I know we referenced it as well in um, over in Newport. Uh, like, it did feel like a number of the games were um, more preseason games, like. You know, Ulster ship them up 35 points, Stormers, Lions 35, 33, you know, Leinster shipping 40 points, Munster 20 odd points. It just felt like if you had the ball, you were going to score pretty quickly. Um, and going 27 nil up, I, I think maybe Connacht just mentally switched off. And that's the only thing that led the Ospreys back into the game. But totally agree with you, John. I think it's going to be a tough, tough old season once again for the Welsh regions. Yeah, I actually think, and I can't remember, we did our top eight predictions, and I can't remember where I put Connor, but I know we're one game in. I thought they looked pretty slick, so a long way to go, obviously. But we'll move on. Um, Shanks, these were your dark horses. Glasgow, you had them down yeah. as winners. Yeah, well, um, this is your team, John, so you talk us through this one. Look, what, I want, what I will say is 67 oh. tries in the opening weekend. That's incredible. Well, it's great to see. Yeah. Seven, rugby is what seven of them in this yeah. game. Uh, obviously, Glasgow had a load of their guys back, which was, I don't know, here come the jokes. Well, they've had a few weeks off anyway, but, you know, they've got, they they brought back everyone, just about. I think Jack Dempsey maybe didn't play, but they had Xander Face and Scott Cummins. Hugh Jones played. Uh, Rory Darge played. Uh, Johnny Matthews came on. Uh, George Horn played. And there's a bit, there was a renaissance last year under Franco Smith. They started terribly, and then arguably were one of the form teams. They couldn't get it done towards the end of the season. You, you saw the wind coming out of their sails a bit as the season got to the most important stages. But 
they look like they're here to stay. Um, I thought they were really, really impressive, really thorough. They, they seem to front up a bit better. Um, they pushed Lens off the ball a couple of times, had a penalty try from Maul, another driving Maul try. So, um, pretty resounding victory. I know Leinster stayed in the game, um, but I thought it was pretty resounding from Glasgow. Yeah, it was. It was. Like, I think I think a couple of the tries were really soft, really, really soft by Leinster. Um, physically got dominated. Like, when you go through the team and you click on some of the players and you click on the likes of Paddy McCarthy and he doesn't even have a Leinster jersey, he's got an Irish under-20s jersey. You're like, you know... It sort of shows that yeah, yeah, academy players, um, Rory Maguire as well, like Jack Boyle, who actually played really well uh, at Loosehead, is in the academy at Leinster. There's a few issues around the props there. Obviously, Michael Alatoa's away, Porter's away, Furlong's away. They've raft of players to welcome back, but it's I think it's good for the league, like you know, for for. Glasgow to do a, a big number on them in the first weekend, set a bit of a tone. Um, and I think that's why Franco Smith went pretty strong with his team selection, knowing that Leinster were obviously going to be very weak. So, yeah, it's brilliant for the URC, and um, hopefully we see a bit more of that. I, can, I, can, I half agree with you, Fez, a bit. There was a lot of guys who, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of playing, but there was also, if you go through that team, there was a, a spine running through it of, of quality. You know, Natai, Burr, uh, Penny, Connors, Larmer, you know, Ruddick was on the bench. You know, there was, there was enough in, yeah, yeah, Deegan, yeah. There, there was a lot, there was enough in there for, well, let's put it this way. We've seen maybe not as weak teams as this, but go away and win and win well. Yeah, but John, at the same time, they were in the game until the last 10 minutes. It was only the last 10 minutes where it sort of got away from them. So, like, that spine of the team probably did quite well for the majority yeah. of the match to hang in there. And then, you know, a little bit of inexperience coming like the couple of those lads that I mentioned, one of them got yellow carded and then there was that breakaway try. So yeah, I think we're we're both probably right. Look at that. First for everything. Um <laughs> <True. yeah. laughs> let's move on. We were we were all together. The band go back together and we were in glamorous Newport for round one and we watched the dragons take on Edinburgh. Thoughts, gents. Uh, firstly, properly stitched up on AI photos. <laughs> for, for those that weren't watching the game, um, there's a load of AI photos going around on social media. A load of people have done it. It's like year a yearbook, and it makes you makes you look younger in different yearbook photos. And John, yours were yours were the best. All right, um, mine didn't. Mine was Mine were horrific. <laughs> like yours were bad. I look, I look like a serial killer or, <laughs> or something Dammer, else. Jeffrey Dahmer. Every single picture. Every single turtleneck. The turtleneck's turtle <laughs> turtle Have you got a cat in one of them? Yeah. That's, that's, a new Twitter pro that's a new Twitter profile pic. Yeah, you yeah. like it, obviously. Well, no, no. Head of production, Gavin Muldoon, made me do it. He said, can you change all your uh, social media handles to that picture, please? <laughs> the game itself was much of the same from Dragons, you think, or is that me being a bit harsh? Um, no, I think a little bit harsh. I actually thought they looked all right off set piece, and there yep. was a few instances where off line out and scrum they really troubled Edinburgh, and that has been an issue for them. One is set piece attack, and the other is scoring tries, and they did that in the first half, and I thought they were good and. The, they deserved the lead and they had Edinburgh under a lot of pressure. It was only really a little bit of game management towards the end where Edinburgh came back at them. There was a couple of chances which the Dragons had, which they didn't take. Uh, there was a line out, five metres out. Um, they catch a line out, they drive it, then they break away and then Edinburgh counter up, they lose the ball. And then Dane Blacker bursts down the right-hand side off a line out, front peel and just gives the ball a little bit too early to C.O. Tompkinson. And then that results in Angus O'Brien running the ball back when he didn't need to. They were a point up. They turn the ball over, and then Edinburgh nearly go all the way and, and come away with three points. So they had their chances. And I think Di Franigan will take the positives from that. You, you have to. But there was instances in that game where 
I was quite impressed with their attack, but it, you can't just do it for 40 minutes. Yeah, I, 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 bizarrely, I, I know Dai, he was coach at Scarlet's and Steph Hughes, a few, and I kind of root for them. And I want them to do well, but that was, we saw this a lot last year, like some sparks and never really managing to get through it. But I thought like Griffiths was class. I like that combination in midfield. And like you spoke about, there's lots of good bits in yeah. there, but it just doesn't quite try. It's just like, how, how are they going to take uh, that next step? But I thought from Edinburgh point of view, Healy, um, first game straight in there and I thought he was real good yeah agreed yeah really real. good composed wasn't he yeah real tight so Edinburgh, Edinburgh had to change it up you know they, they had to two or three phases kick you know mm-hmm. we used to see Edinburgh playing quite wide aren't we but they didn't play they, they realised yeah. that early doors and then that's why that's why they've got someone like Ben Healy in just to adapt during the game and and he was good yeah, got him out of trouble. Got him out of trouble. Yeah, that's it. Well, nice win for Edinburgh to start the season. We've actually skipped past, and this is probably why Stevie's stayed so happy. We skipped past the Zebra Ulster game. Now we watched that one before, and far from convincing, Stevie. Yeah, it was. Excuse me, John. Really uh, unconvincing from from Ulster, but it just. Just felt like the boys were just it was a bit of a head out for them and like again that's just a pre-season friendly feeling um zebra were just anytime they had the ball in attack with possession they looked like they were going to run in and score but at the same time anytime ulster had possession and in any sort of uh, territory they looked like they were going to score mikey laurie obviously played on the wing um looked a little bit out of his depth out there defensively um we know how good he is with ball in hand but yeah it's just one of those performances i think dan mcfarland will be like thank the lord we got out of there with the bonus point win um you know you talk about drawing a line in the sand and and moving forward i'm not sure it's 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 at that stage but they will take a lot out of that game especially defensively because it just wasn't good enough and if they had it came up against a a better a better team on Saturday afternoon, like they, they would have lost the game. So, yeah, the other concern is the prop situation. I think it was French who was yellow carded towards the end of the game. Really, I wasn't sure at the time you two boys might be able to enlighten me, but I'm assuming the tight head prop who started the game was injured, and that's why he couldn't come on to replace French. So then they just decided to go to a top and go and not bother even going to their driving line out. So I, I don't think it was made clear on the, on the commentary or or I maybe missed it. But yeah, that that's a, that's also a huge concern. I know we chatted about a pre-match with the loss of Milosinovic, Rory Sullerland, um, Jeffrey Tamanga Allen, and Marty Moore still out injured. Um, yeah, a lot, lots of quality missing in the, in the front row. So that's something to keep an eye out on over the next couple of weeks. What about the set piece, Steve, in the scrum? That struggled a lot. And you got the Bulls yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Bulls look good. Bulls yeah. look really, really yeah. good, especially at the set piece. I know they scored a hell of a lot of tries, but they look very dominant. Um, give the Scarlets a, a hard time. Um, and yeah, they have a, a half decent bench to bring on as well. So it's a Sunday game in Belfast um, on the new Shanks, the new 4G pitch in Belfast. So, <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, that's right. It was also about the new pitch. I couldn't remember. I knew but, it was someone. But, you know, like you, you would expect, what's your thoughts, Shanks? You, you'd expect the Bulls to bring a similar, if not the same team that beat the Scarlets? You'd imagine so, because they were really good. They were just so physically dominant. You could just see every carry they made, they, went, they got over the game line. And then... That just has a massive knock-on effect. And it is it's a horrible start for the Scarlets. There's no way you can you can say it's not. You know, you've got two games away from home. You've got the Bulls and the Stormers. And the whole league is about momentum and the first block of, of games. And that, that was a downfall last year, was they didn't start big. And it took till January till until they found a bit of form. Um and this year. It's not, it's a tough start. I think they'll be gutted they didn't get a bonus point try because I think 
if you can come away with any points when you hit these big teams like the Bulls, the Stormers, even the Sharks, and if you can come away with something, whether it's one point, whether it's two points, or a win, even better. If you can come away with something, then you're happy. And they've got to try and now come away with something against the Stormers because that's another tough ask for them. And to be fair, they got themselves back into it, the Scarlets, but often the case when you're so heavily up, yeah. you just naturally, you naturally switch off. Unless you have, unless there's a stat or unless there's a reason for you to put 70 or 80 points on the team. You, you, it means like you qualify for or you win the league or, or something like that. There's You're always going to switch off, especially in this situation. And I felt sorry for the Scarlets, but Bulls were just relentless. Yeah, I'm Dallas, Shanks, what's what's the story? Jared Payne's now officially the defence coach of the Scarlets. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. Okay, because there hasn't been much about hasn't been much about it in the media. It kind of yeah. went a little bit under under the radar, and then all of a sudden they get pumped by sixty odd points, and his name still wasn't really brought up. What are you trying to say, Steve? It's his fault. <laughs> well, somebody has to take the flash. I tell you, you, know, yeah, well, John, you know that. Whatever, okay. <laughs> I watched that game and I thought that it was. I think we all thought Scarlets would do better. And I don't want to be too hard. Yeah, it it's game one, and if you're going to choose, I think that's probably the hardest game one of the season where you've not had a match. It looked hot. You heard someone asking the ref after about 28 minutes how long till half time. So you know, boys are gasping at altitude, and they. It was 28 nil after 28 minutes. Like, game's done, boys. Like, that game is done and dusted. And the Bulls looked physical. They looked organized. They dropped off a bit last year. So, maybe coming on under the radar a bit this year. But I think, yeah, the guys coming back for Scarlet's like Gar Davis, who's who's come back and asserted himself as well as number one. For Fita coming back, you know, we're going to see Ken Owens, Ryan Elias. There's a load of guys that they just can't afford to miss those guys. Really, They don't have the depth in that squad anymore. No, I'd be interested to see how Yoan Lloyd goes for them at ten. Yeah, obviously the Sam Costello, he'll come back in as well. But he's been he's been probably the most high, high profile signing this year. Johnny Williams as well at twelve, who didn't really get much of a shot during the World Cup. Um, but I'm interested to see how Yoan Lloyd does. Big signing for yeah. Bristol, looked really good at Bristol. Learned his trade there, learned it like with Semi Ranrandra players like that, you know. So he'll be from he's from good stock. So he's got a shot now. For a couple of games at the 10 jersey, he's versatile, he can play anywhere. I like watching him play, but it's tough for him on a bat with a pack going backwards. Yeah. But he has some nice touches. You know, Sammy's not his dad, right? He said he's gone. Is he not? Yeah. Is he not? Is he not? <laughs> <laughs> he was trained well, he's like trained. Mickey and Rock. Like From Mickey good, and Rocky. A good paddock, is maybe what you could say. Um, we'll go on to Cardiff Benetton. And Shanks, your thoughts? Another good half by a Welsh team. <laughs> we've had we've sort of had three good halves from the Ospreys, Dragons, and Cardiff. And Cardiff started really well. The pack looked good. The set piece line out especially looked good. And that's initially where they scored their first try. Good line out drive. Liam Belcher breaks off, goes over. Second try, then they get another penalty. It's a line out, and Reese Carey goes over. Uh, they had a lot of turnovers in the game, which you expect because they spend a lot of time doing that. It's always been the case. Um, but it was, for me, it was the, the try just after Bevan scores. And it's a really good hit by Ray Lilo in the midfield. Really aggressive hit. And Bevan ends up getting on the corner of it, in the corner. But then after that, there's a penalty given away. I'm not sure what the penalty was for, but they give a penalty away. And it just allows Benetton back into the game. Because at the moment, they were 19-3 up. You think Tinas De Beer, the new signing at 10, if he gets a kick, which he misses, they could have been 22-3 up. But they end up um, Benetton scoring just before half-time, which sort of takes a bit of the sting out of Cardiff and a bit of, and the cushion, really, of the lead they had. And then you've got Albanoz, who catches the ball. You, you can't catch the ball from a box kick cleanly and run in. There's, there should be no way you can do that. Yeah. He does it. They, ju they just switch off momentarily. It's like as a 15, if you kick and chase the ball, someone's going to have to cover. Similarly with that, you've got to be thinking ahead. You think about, is, you know, an attack, is someone going to make a break, get on his shoulder? In defence as well, you've got to think like that. Is he going to make it? Is he going to miss a tackle? I have to cover. 
But the worst thing was red Kieran card. Parker, red card. Yeah, it was. I don't know what you bought. Stevie, have you seen? I haven't seen a worse red for a while. That's the worst I've seen in a long time. I thought you were going to say the worst thing was um, Cardiff shirts that they were wearing. They're so bad. <laughs> They're so, so bad. I didn't even notice them. No, no, oh, no. horrendous. Horrific. Well, that's not the answer Shanks was hoping for. I think he was talking <laughs> about the red card. I think that's what he was going for. Um, the hit by Kieran Parker on Simone Ferrari was, and I think we see so much during the World Cup about dangerous tackles. And so many of them are, they're not great, some of them, but they're not dangerous. And that was, it's unfortunate because it was debut, wasn't it? I think for, for Cardiff, young yeah. lad, but it was. Oh, yeah, it's 28 years old, mate. It was un. It's just like what he's come off the bench, and he's coming from a mile away, and tried to light this guy, and he he just got it so so wrong. And I, I'm actually not because I'm hoping there's a big, but I'm interested to see what kind of ban that gets, yeah. and because yeah. it feels like this could be a you know round one. Let's see what comes. If of Tom this. Curry, if Tom Curry got two weeks for his tackle in Argentina. Which I think well, was wrong, and I think all, and uh, then I think they messed up, and then all the other red cards that we've had during the World Cup was aligned with that, and maybe shouldn't have because we haven't seen any red cards from the quarters, semis, and probably went yeah, in the final. No. But yeah, I, th I think it'll be a big ban. Stevie, what are you saying? Um, I'm gonna say it's like ten weeks, yeah. something, something like that. It has to be. It has to be because. It's not a two or three week ban like Tom Curry's, like the Portuguese guy. You know, it's just there has to Ronaldo. be something laid down and yeah, right on. <laughs> so we'll wait and see what comes of it. But here it wouldn't surprise me if it was a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, watch that space. Um last one then, lads. Lions thirty three, Stormers thirty five. Stormers, I think, are still gonna be right in the mix. Obviously, a load of guys coming back. They've lost a few, but John, who's yet. this scoring now? Who's this guy scoring? Because he's brilliant with the skill. I can't, I can't even see because I'm on I'm on dual screen here. Okay, <laughs> should, I, should I tell you who it is? It's Sasha Feinberg in Gonazulu. That's a great name. And he, Sasha Feinberg in Gonazulu. And um, and for those that wondering what the tribe how we scored it, the ball basically goes through and he ends up touching it with his knee, with his foot twice. It's a bit like Simon Zebo against Wales. But better, but he yeah. looks like he could be the next big thing for South Africa, possibly because there's a lot, there's yeah. a lot of good players coming through. You think of the players that are in this league that didn't make the starting fifteen for South Africa, like Kane and Moody. Yeah, He's brilliant. Yeah. He's not going to look in at the mm. moment, but it, it was a great game. It was a really good game, as were all of them. And I know people will say, "Well, defense was crap," and you know, you shouldn't be letting tries through like that. But then, what do you want? Do you want to see 9-3 games? Or do you want yeah. to see whatever it was? What was the score? 35-something. I don't know. 35-33, yeah. 30, yeah, 30, yeah. That, that's what you want to see. You want to see it. And for that to happen, there has to be some defensive errors. So, you can't have it both ways, is my point. Um, great game of rugby. Um, the big guy, Frankie Horn, uh, Morning Van Vandenberg, like scored a couple of tries at the end for the Lions, but again, similar to the Connacht game, it felt like it was dead and buried. And if it had went on for another 20 minutes, I don't think the Lions would have come back and won the game. They, uh, the Stormers could have just knocked it, knocked it up a level. This is what I don't agree with. Now, Zass went for an intercept at the end, and it was a genuine yeah. intercept. So it wasn't a penalty, but he knocks it on. And you're thinking, yeah. that's that's unfair. For the Lions, because the game is over. Then I'm just wondering whether you should be able to start uh, stop the game when the opposition knocked the ball on, whether it's accidental or not. Well, that could be. Is it ruin their attack? This could be. This they could have gone around the outside. Yeah. Should 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 you have to leave it, Chanks? If you knock the ball on, should you have to leave it so the other side instead of just diving on it and killing it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, obviously there's an there's an advantage that comes from it then. 
Yeah, I just so felt sorry like for the Lions. The game ended that way. Yeah. 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 There we are. Um, try to create new rules that, on week one. There we go. I, I, th- I think that's that would get rid of a I would keep the, the pace of play up too. Maybe cancel out a, a few scrums at uh but how do you know there's a lot so, of calls, a lot of knock-ons, people don't know who's knocked the ball on. How do you how do you referee that, Steve? Do you know when you go out from a kick and they both teams have no idea where the ball's gone? Only the referee knows. Yeah, found a flaw oh, your plan. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's good, yeah, scrap, scrap, scrap it, scrap it, scrap, scrap it. that crap idea. Scrap that. my chair. We're good. Um, week one. This shouldn't be. It was a great week of rugby. So I'm hoping there's. We're not going too dark. Week one, and I don't think it's going to be referees, which was normally our rant every week. Mm. Rants of the week, anyone? Tom, give us a start. Um, you two turning up like bin men. Rodney Parade, first game of the season. Well, what you had on was just Mate. you had a hoodie on, you had a hoodie on underneath, like Shanks. Your shirt barely fitted you. The buttons are about <laughs> the top. <laughs> well, I wore a shirt. I wore a that collar. is a fair point, Barkley. That is I a fair straight, point. You, you need to straight. go, you need to go back out and get get some more shopping done, Shanks. That yes, Shanks was you had the stretch under serious pressure, on, which was about to go. <laughs> I wish my relationship was as strong as those buttons. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but you, you honestly, lads, you turned up like you're going up Kilimanjaro with your coats on. It was, it was freezing. It was Ragas <laughs> United, honestly. Like, Ragas. <laughs> uh, well, that's your run. That's your run, is it? Yeah. I've won. There, there wasn't good coffee in Rodney Parade. So if anybody is watching this and you own a coffee shop or you have a coffee truck, get into Rodney Parade because there was nothing snubbed there. Me. You snubbed me, you coffee snob. Yeah. yeah. Did you pay for it? Yeah, six pounds something. Yeah. Joe went to the toilet, didn't he? Joe went to the toilet. Absolutely dishwater getting served up. No chance. I, I don't have one. I'm keeping it positive this year. And I, I just thought it was a great start. So that's that's me, guys. Um, Good work, we'll, zip, we'll zip on. We, this is normally the bit where we take some internet questions, but we found out pretty sure we're going to do something a bit different. And it's last man standing. And we're assured this is going to be great fun. And Ben, the producer, has gone to a lot of effort. So here we go. Oh, this is actually not too bad, Ben. Well done. Name the oh, South Jesus. African match day squad from the 1995 World Cup final. I'll go first. Oz Durant. Stransky. Oh, no. Uh, oh, James Little. Mm. Oh! Oh. <laughs> um, Stefan Terblanche. No. No way. Oh, you win, Shanks. You know, he's still Joubert. going to Joubert, 15. Yeah. You were alive, Shanks. You watched it. You're Chester 18. Williams. Did you say Chester Williams? Hold on. Mark Andrews? Okay. Uh, Venter? Andre Venter. Percy yeah. Montgomery? Juice van der Vestesen? But John, you and I were like nine, ten years of age. Like I wasn't even playing. I didn't even look at a rugby ball back then. Did we say Gary Teichman? Gary Teichman was he playing? Oh, no, I were you're right, right. Oh, I won it anyway. Well, you okay. won. Well done. Yeah, Ben, that wasn't bad actually. Um, yeah, not bad, not bad. We'll, we'll give that. I'd give that a solid four and a half out of ten. Next week, plenty of room for improvement. And um, quick, let's really zip through the next week's games. Um, some big ones in there. Uh, Ospreys, Zebra, who are you going for? Um, I'm going for the Ospreys. I think the Welsh players will be back, which will make quite a big difference, even though I don't think Zebra have got too many internationals come back, even though they actually look really good at the weekend. They did, they did I, was really, I was really impressed. They managed to keep ball for large periods which is something they haven't been able to do and and score a lot of tries it's just i think the ospreys would be too strong it, it's one thing winning at home but it's it's really difficult to win away from home and they didn't do either <laughs> that's what i was gonna say <laughs> 
point well made. So we're going. I think. I think we're all going Ospreys on this one. Yeah. Connick, Glasgow. Yep. I think this is going to split us. Mm. Glasgow. Steve, I know who you're going for. Uh, Glasgow, Glasgow have a good record there. Yeah, they do actually. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for Glasgow. Tom? Yeah, uh Glasgow. Yeah, I'm going Glasgow as well. I think they've got the guys for another week, so I'm going Glasgow. Storm Stormers Scarlets at Stormers. Stormers all day for me. Yeah. 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 Leinster Sharks. Leinster, it's at home. RDS. Yeah. We're gonna have to get, Ben. We're gonna get a leaderboard here. We're gonna see who gets the most predictions right, but we don't often split them. Actually, to be fair, um, mm. Edinburgh versus the Lions in Edinburgh. 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 We're, we're green on everyone here. Yeah. Benetton, Benetton Munster in mm. Benetton. This will be tough. I reckon this is gonna be uh, yeah a big game. Um, I'm going Benetton. Benetton looked quite decent. And it'd be, mm. it'd be, it's hard over there. Um, yeah. I'm going Munster because Graham Roundtree's still Yeah, I'm going Munster. Yeah, so I'm going Munster as well. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a pretty tight one. Um, Dragons, Cardiff. Dragons. Dragons. Come on, the Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. Um, Dragons, yeah. Um, Dragons, come on. There wasn't enough of Cardiff for me to warrant picking them. So I'd say there's there seem to be more positives from the Dragons from the game I watched, so I'll go Dragons. Okay. So Dragons. Mm-hmm. Ulster Bulls. This Ooh. is an interesting one. Sunday. There is never a game played in Northern Ireland on a Sunday. The DUP will be up in arms. The local government will be up in arms. Supporters won't be happy. You'll probably only have Protestants turning up because all the Catholics will be at mass. Like this could be like a doctor. This could be yeah, yeah. This this could be a tough, tough day for Ulster. Like um and yeah, with the way the Bulls played at the weekend. Ah, Ulster have to be better. They have to be better. They've got a really good home record. I have to go. I have to just just go with Ulster, but I think it's going to be a fright. Shanks, Bills. I'm saying Bills as well. Bills. <laughs> it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun, guys. It's not personal. They're not preferences. They're just predictions. Remember that, guys. Yeah. Just remember yep. that. Um, ask Robert, ask me who I prefer. I'll throw the Bills. Yeah, go on. Who do you prefer? The Bills. There you go. That's that's a preference. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, gents. That's a uh, week one done and dusted. Um, Brilliant. Strong start. And remember, we'll see you next week and you can watch all the action, all the games on Viaplay. We'll see you next week.